But yeah, there's just like a lot of dong just flopping around. Are you guys ready to be classy tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that sounded real classy. Yeah, put it in me. Oh, wow. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so Uh wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Oh, it's a boy. Congratulations. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Welcome, everyone, to Trailer Park Podcast, episode 122. Uh, I am your host, Nathan. Uh, My cousin joins me as well. Daniel, welcome. Hello, Nathan. I am Daniel. Uh, We have many ladies tonight. We have Chelsea and Amanda. Ladies. (laughs) Nope. We're still outnumbered. Somehow this is many ladies. It's double the usual ladies. I would say that we're even. Do we consider the intern to be a specific gender? Mm, Fluid. No. I am asexual, so. Okay. See, there you go. Oh, asexual. I was going to go with, with, like, omnisexual. Hmm. Sure. I'm a-omnisexual. <laughs> what does omnisexual mean, out of curiosity? Just anything. Anything you can get, really. He just, he just stands naked and just presses himself against various objects in the room. <laughs> oh, oh, furniture fucking. Right. Sure. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, ukuleles. FF. Whew. Okay. I I don't need to picture any of this. What do you think the hole in the ukulele is for, Ethan? Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. So <clears throat> I'm just going to let everyone know here tonight that... We have a theme tonight, okay? And that theme is to be classy. Tonight's episode is going to be very classy. We're going to be drinking wine and being respectful of each other and acting uh, appropriately. Do you understand? Wait, so we can't talk about him boning his uke anymore? Yeah, so the theme isn't furniture fucking. <laughs> boning his uke. I don't know. Is it classy? If you put it that way, it is. As long as his pee's up, I think so. Okay. All right, people. 122... You know what it represents? It represents personal freedom and independence. Its energy resonates with curiosity and adventure. 122 is a self-determined and self-reliant number. In other words, that's right. It's classy. Yeah, that's what I always say. That's right. And we open the episode with a roundtable discussion of what everyone has watched. I have watched a few things that I wish to discuss, but uh, I will hand the floor over to whoever wishes to take charge. We've seen some stuff, honey. Yeah. Uh, well, today we had a revisiting that I think definitely should be shared with this particular group. Um, we watched Intern's favorite movie today. Uh, what's that? Phantom Thread. <laughs> <laughs> my, I don't know if that's my favorite film. I did like it quite a bit. <laughs> we watched Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, in 4K. In 4K. Um, oh. Yeah. yeah oh, that was... A- that was... <laughs> <laughs> they blindsided you there, Val. Yeah. That's yeah. uh Mad Max is a classy film. Did you watch it in black and white? It's classy. No, we didn't have the black and white version, no full, you know, eight million pixel color or whatever. Um Parasite. Oh yeah, we watched Parasite. Hmm. Great. At the theater. Yeah. Yeah, we can also speak to Parasite. We've all watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know if it was deserving of best picture. It being a foreign movie in a North American awards ceremony. International, but, Nathan. Uh, no, I. you know what? I I guess it's okay that it won. But, I mean, it wasn't, like, amazing, 
right? It was good. Best winner of the best international film. It was it was good. I don't know if it was amazing. I don't it, know was if it was pretty good though. I think I'm in that category as well. I think I I also thought it was very good. I don't think it was amazing. But I like, was, what else? Who's I wanted win? them to like completely take over the family. Oh yeah, or to it to be an even larger twist where like the rich people play dumb and like lure people into taking advantage of them and then murder them. Oh, that'd be awesome. See, I told this to intern after we watched it. If you can come up with better ways to end the movie than the way that they ended it, it shouldn't be winning anything. It did have a very Asian ending. That was a very like a very Korean ending as well, which is that they're just like obsessed with being uh like trapped. I don't know what it is. Like I feel like all the, the major like Korean films that get mentioned are all about people being trapped in some odd place for a long time. Like that's the beginning premise of Old Boy as well. In a lot of those uh revenge films like uh Lady Vengeance and Mr. Vengeance and that kind of stuff. It all has to do with people being trapped in a basement for like twenty years. <laughs> and so Parasite's like right up that alley. And the the way it ends is like this uh, a similar sort of vibe to it. It's just like, oh, you guys, you Koreans, you guys is that was is that like long term effect of being on the peninsula? and trapped by North Korea is that you feel like you're stuck in a proverbial global basement. I think uh, Bong and Park are actually pretty close. They're like uh, best buds. They do like they, they get drunk and they're like, wait, 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 I got a new one. Woman wakes up. She's been trapped in a hotel for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> this totally reinforces my position on the whole thing. I, I didn't realize that that was the case with Korean c- cinema, but this doesn't sound very original anymore in turn. Oh, it's uh the most original. Okay. And Do you know what it was the like? Best, the best of the best. Just, you know, top tier. Right. It, it was very it was very enjoyable and the sort of like the notorious twist or whatever is is is, is pretty interesting. It, I did get the vibe the whole time like I was watching like a Korean Jordan Peele film. Right? Which is way better. He has like like the, the it has like the same sort of oh, oh, we're in the horror realms vibe that like a Jordan Peele, a Peele film has. Hmm. Anything else that anyone would like to share before I uh, start to communicate what I have watched? Mm, yeah. So formal. Yeah, one last quick thing. I think Luke Besson is, is done. Oh, God, I forgot <laughs> we watched that. It was so bad. Yeah, a- Anna bad. is a pile of hot garbage. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. so bad. So, so, I was so very, bad. I very disappointed. When I have to go, man, is this worse than Atomic Blonde? That's when... <laughs> Yeah, and when and when I say, "Damn, I stayed up. I I managed to keep myself up for that." I was so so pissed. Yeah, and that's been my feeling on the last couple or maybe even three Bisson films. So I'm like, maybe he's just lost the passion, like a lot of aging directors do. You didn't like Thousand Planets? Uh, I liked the first like 30 minutes, honestly. I thought that opening was awesome, but then the movie just kind of gets lost. You know what? Some people they hit a home run, and that's it. That's it. You know, the mm-hmm. Fem- Nikita was run. like his his preparation for fifth element and then that was it he did yeah. Leon. yeah i like i like i like the professional as well yeah. oh yeah, yeah the professional yeah okay well it's like a it's like a musical band that comes out and does you know a couple good albums and then just drifts off into yeah it's like you, do you guys know pearl jam or that they're on like their 25th album <laughs> right how many do you know and love exactly they're all from the first few albums yeah i think i stopped paying attention after vitality yep <laughs> That's where the rest of the world did too. Yeah, I would like to talk about Velvet Buzzsaw. <laughs> would you? <laughs> you see it? Yeah, I watched it, and it's pretty good, actually. It's not bad at all. It's not. I don't, I don't think it's what 
anyone uh, wants it to be in terms of like a horror movie. I don't think it like the, the, the death scenes and the kills and stuff. I don't think that would hold up or satisfy anybody, but the as, mockery, right. As a movie though, just the overall feel of it and the, you know, cause it's, it's made by Dan Gilroy who did Nightcrawler and it's solid. It's solid. And Gyllenhaal plays such a ridiculous character and several of them have this like elitist art artsy fartsy way of speaking that is like super over the top but at the same time it manages to take itself seriously as well so it's it's almost like a parody within just wrapped up in a nice serious package which i uh thoroughly enjoyed actually yeah gyllenhaal plays like a like a mock andy warhol (laughs) yeah 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 he's like uh every time he's like a super famous critic and he anything he says about art can impact its price and stuff but he's also super critical of everything there's a great scene at a funeral at somebody's funeral where he's just being ridiculously critical of things and it really speaks to the whole movie he's just commenting on the color of the casket and how it's awful and how he wouldn't want to spend eternity in there and the lady he's with is like can you just not criticize things for a second and he's like what what and whisper the truth like (laughs) (laughs) just throw away our standards It's it's pretty amusing, I mean, especially if you're a Gyllenhaal fan. Gyllenhaalic. Gyllenhaalic, yeah. yeah. Uh, we also watched Ad Astra this morning. Oh. oh how, did you, how did you like that? Uh, what did you call it, Chelsea? It's Apocalypse Now in Space. Pretty much. It's good. Oh, see, you remember like four three-minute scenes from three and a half hours? Yeah, it's long. <laughs> it's slow. It's got this weird hypnotic thing going on where like even when people are shooting at you, it's got like the like the background in Black Christmas, like a whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it manages to keep you calm and level, even though shit's going bananas. Like also, there's like guns going off and people screaming, but it's silent and there's just like a yeah <laughs> yeah. It also like when when Daniel, when you've talked to me about like space technology evolution and like moon conspiracy stuff. And you've gotten like almost heated, like it should be this, or it should be that, you know, yeah. like Ad Astra is creating that future. Like they have a moon base, they launch from the moon base, they have a Mars base, they launch from the Mars base. And there's a lot of um, logical progression. That they don't spend a lot of time shoving down your throat. Yeah, either. no, they, it's just there. And it's just, you, you're just drinking it in as a part of their futuristic reality. And I'm like, wow, that's like dead on to... A logical progression of how technology would evolve. So at Astra, after I watched that, the guy that wrote uh, The Martian, his next book is uh, called Artemis, mm. which is a moon base heist heist book. Noir crime, yeah. And uh, after watching the two minutes of them being on the moon, I was like, oh, I cannot wait to see Artemis. <laughs> that's that's my thought on this film i feel like that's one of two scenes that i remember and i saw this when it came out is it is it kind of long and winding or i I have a really hard time with the uh voiceover in this i was i was sucked into it personally i think it's uh probably a flip of a coin whether or not you get hypnotized by it or not just have to be in the right mindset i guess it looks great though like the visuals it's like Mad Max and how it looks. looks oh, fantastic. and Brad Pitt did more acting in one scene than he did in the entire movie of Quentin Tarantino. So there you go. <laughs> did he act in that film? Oh, yeah. There's a scene where he, he... Uh, breaks his composure when he's sending a message. If you remember. His one note, except for 30 seconds. <clears throat> 
I'm sorry. Can you say that again without your uh, voice nope. chopping like you're 12 years old? Yeah, I'm going through puberty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's confrontation, Nathan. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's trying to say Brad Pitt is great and we love him, but he's pretty much the same all the time. Well, in Ad Astra, he's the same all the time for sure. He doesn't deserve an Oscar at all. Can we move on? What? What? He's won two. What was his first one for? He won uh, for producing 12 Years a Slave. Fuck right off. Yeah, he has more awards than Hank. No, that's not true. <laughs> and finally, uh, I rewatched and almost forced uh, Chelsea to rewatch with me. Uh, all of Better Call Saul before the recent premiere of its fifth season. In a weekend. And Jesus. Yeah, no, if you haven't watched it yet or tried to watch it, like, guys, it's fucking tight. It's great. Especially if you're a Breaking Bad fan, then you'll just get it right away. Yeah, I've never, like, questioned its quality. I've just also never sat down and watched it. Well, I get it. It's not like, yeah, some I, I, I totally understand how some people would not be interested at all or care or whatever, but I'll just keep plugging it because... I really love it, and uh, that's what you do when you love things. You plug them. What do you What do you got for us, intern? Anything? Oh, I uh, am going through and just about done watching the filmography of Jane Campion. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> so oh you're gonna God. say some unrecognizable name. <sighs> she she <sighs> did the recognizable films. Uh, in the cut that is so classy uh with meg ryan where she oh the penis bears it all and uh the yeah ruffalo's in there and there is a hockey romantic comedy no Uh, no megan uh, meg ryan uh sucks some dick in that movie what no she does like it like like brown bunny style he watches somebody what does that mean i mean that it's probably somebody suck a dick yeah somebody sucks a dick like you can see the lips around the penis what it's probably not well, Meg Ryan, but well, like like Chloe Savini, like, like okay, really sucks the dick. But in brown, in, in brown bunny, Chloe Savini actually does it, and I don't know if that Meg Ryan does, so it may not be the same. It's, Meg Ryan definitely does not. She has okay. lots of uh, sex with uh, Ruffalo, though. Okay. Can you imagine uh, that conversation? Getting ruffaloed. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She did Holy Smoke. Huh. Wow. With uh, Kate Winslet, where she gets naked and. It has a breakdown and walks towards Harvey Keitel while peeing. So that is your is, uh, your penis just raw right now? Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just worked really worked with uh, Harvey Keitel again in the piano. The piano, which is one of my favorite films. Oh, great. Oh, God. Yeah, that's classy. This is why I started doing doing this. The piano is great. Never in a film have I been so angry at somebody for doing something to someone. Like, it actually is devastating. Like in the piano. In, in the piano, is that the one? I think it has one of my favorite, like, depression scenes where he just, like, well, is that what the one where he's outside in the street and he just stops moving because he has no will to go in any direction? No. Damn it. It's not that one. No, the piano is super, super boring and really slow. Oh, the P. I'm thinking of the pianist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the piano. God, is that the even piano? Mobile? Also, not <laughs> slow and boring. Just great. Just minus Adrian Brody. It's just a fucking piano during the 1930s. <laughs> Isn't it like deaf or something? Yeah. Something. Like a Jewish piano. Yeah. I don't know. Holly Hunter won an Holly Oscar. Holly Hunter doesn't speak. Yeah. She can hear, but she speaks through her piano playing. Oh. And she's, oh, oh, it's like Nell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plays if the Nell was a great film. Anyway. 
Hi tie in the way. Hi tie in the way. Okay. I thought we were enough. black tie affairing this. Nonsense. Enough, intern. Enough. You're killing it. Did you watch anything that we understand? Yeah. yeah. Can you speak about anything sure. else other than Jane Campion films? Can we also uh, can we just not use the word film? Okay. I, I don't. I don't watch <laughs> movies. Yeah. Refer to. S- <laughs> You're, no, Amanda's right. Film is pretentious. Movie is classy. Please say movie. The, uh, the last movie that I watched that I enjoyed quite a bit, which has a TPP reference, is The Family Fang. Oh, yes, I've seen that. Uh, it was enjoyable. Yes, it was. It was it, a classy uh, uh, cinematic a feature. A little too long, but mm, it was fun. Nothing on Jane Campion, hey? <laughs> no, it was no piano. I'll right. give you that. Gotcha. Okay, uh, so we're going to transition here. Um, I'm going to lay down a few things. Uh, you guys, you, you can select how you want it to be presented. It could be presented as, as true facts. It could be tr- presented as uh, rapid fire. It could be presented as um, things Nathan likes. Whichever intro you want is the one I oh, will play. I like rapid fire. Me too. Okay. <laughs> rapid, rapid fire. <laughs> All right. The Friends reunion special is a go. Oh, shit. They're all still alive? All of them are going to do a reunion special. They're all getting paid like two and a half million each. And uh, it's going to be in conjunction with them changing the rights. So I think it's going to leave Netflix and it's going to be assigned to a different streaming. Oh, like Hulu? Uh, HBO Max. So HBO Max is launching their uh, obtaining of the rights by doing a reunion special. And they're at least... They're all getting at least 2.5, which means that Aniston is getting more. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They always negotiated together. That was like their thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, but true. that was Ross and Chandler, they're both still alive. Back mm. when they were still oh, yeah. friends. Yeah, the internet would have you believe that Chandler is, uh, Matthew Perry's probably uh, in a bad place. But Super coked out. I think everybody else is, is okay. I think Schwimmer's going to be in that new Nicolas Cage movie where he's uh, himself he's playing himself being hired to like go and celebrate himself <laughs> what it's like the unbearable weight of being famous or something some oh. guy wrote a script about Nicolas Cage being himself and it's gonna be epic oh I thought you meant it was about Schwimmer yeah. being himself no 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 it's like being John Malkovich but with, with David Schwimmer <laughs> no no uh, what else do we got here oh guys Joaquin Phoenix liberating a mother cow and her calf from a slaughterhouse isn't that nice <laughs> just, just one yeah. I saw that. One. He's also making a documentary about pig sentience. Rapid fire! Okay. Uh. Jake Gyllenhaal, HBO TV show. It's called Lake Success. It centers on a narcissistic, self-deluded, hilariously divorced from the real world hedge fund manager who flees his family and his past to go cross-country on a bus ride to search for his college girlfriend. Whoa. Why? I like, I like phased out halfway through and then you ended right? up describing two movies. Yeah. No. <laughs> All I... Hey, you lost me at Jake Gyllenhaal, an HBO TV show. <laughs> Another Jake update. Uh, he's going to be in The Division, a video game adaptation about weaponized biological warfare. Netflix going to do it. A video game movie with Gyllenhaal. I'm surprised he's going back after Prince of Persia. Well, he's got his own production company right and he's really focused on making his own projects and uh producing them and netflix is going to distribute it so there we go why can't we talk about that cool hbo show that phoebe waller bridge is producing 
Oh yeah, there's a new movie or a new show that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is involved with. I think she's just producing it, but it's called Run, and it's got what Chelsea said as though she didn't just say it to us. Yes. Yeah, did you just man mimic her? Thank God I'm here. (laughs) Why don't you explain what it is then, Chelsea? What's What's the main actor's name? See if she can remember. Oh, oh, I got this. I got this. I love him. (laughs) My God, are you man spiting her? Starts with the D. It does. <laughs> Dylan, uh, Jamie and Lewis. No, no, he's got red hair. Dominic, Domin, Domin, Dom. <laughs> right, keep going. I'm close, right? You're you're getting there. Yeah. Let me just open my heart and my mind. Defoe. Willem. Defoe. Chelsea, you should just open Dom Nall Gleason. Domhnall Gleeson is, close. and it's about him and this girl, and they just like leave their lives and get on a train together and it's leave their so lives. It's so sweet. You like that guy, Domhnall Gleeson? Yeah, enough to remember his name. Yeah, they just become yeah. like uh, like railroad hobos. So I wait. feel like he's just such a disappointment <laughs> after his father. Well, Brendan, mm. Brendan's pretty. Yeah, he's a pretty big deal. Hey, Amanda, you were gonna say something. Well, so this show is about people getting on a train and leaving their lives, and we just talked about Jake Gyllenhaal's show about him getting on a bus leaving his life thank you yes <laughs> both the, by hbo mm-hmm. yeah bus one like of them's called run the sorry daniel what was that oh the, the bus like ramps over the train <laughs> <laughs> crossroads of they're changing their lives oh i just caught like one scene from speed earlier today that was on tv <laughs> after they made the jump we're okay we made it that's all i saw <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh two last things here uh okay i'll play it again <laughs> Fire. Yeah. Uh, so just so that everybody's at ease, uh, the Chicago Cinematic Universe has been renewed. <laughs> Med Med has been renewed through season eight, PD through season ten, and Fire through season eleven. So everybody can just rest easy. Oh, but no expansion though. No, no. Well, they tried Justice; it failed. They're backing off. You know, they've got like their a, solid three. They're like cyber crime or a biological weapon crime. Yeah, there could be something there. But they can you believe this? Eight, ten, and eleven. Daniel, <laughs> what a strong universe. Yeah, I yeah. think we called it. We did totally did. <clears throat> Also, just something to watch out for in the very near future. It launches on March 5th. I know uh, some of you were not fans of Ex Machina. Uh, I don't know how you felt about um, Annihilation, but Alex Garland is making a TV show, or has made a TV show, and it's launching on FX and Hulu on March 5th, and it's called Devs, D-E-V-S. Oh, and, I'm aware of this one. Yeah. Yeah, and it stars uh, Offerman, Nick Offerman. Yeah, he plays like a gross oh, yeah. like hacker good. leader. <laughs> yeah, I think the official synopsis, a young software engineer, Lily Chan, investigates the secretive development division of her employer, a cutting-edge tech tech company based in Silicon Valley, which she believes is behind the murder of her boyfriend, and Offerman is the, I guess, the head of that uh, Silicon Valley tech company. Yeah got that vibe where like they bring in like a young hacker into their like secret group and like everyone in the that already exists in the group has their own little like two minute vignette where it's like oh that's 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 white white digital she's uh she's a depressive and then she's just like laying on her like face down on the table but she's hacking with her right hand in like an fbi database then hmm. like each one of them has their own special skills but also a flaw yeah i just i i heard alex garland and i was like what tv series interesting so i just wanted to Say something. That's cool that you've seen something about it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, I like Dex Machina. Yeah. I just remember.
remembered that we forgot something that we watched, and it's important that we mention that we watched it. Well, it wouldn't be classy to not allow you that opportunity, please. Thank you. Sorry, because it was on our last episode. We watched Guns Akimbo last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, forgot. shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Meh. You're sorry. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, I, I, I assume, I picture there being like some notable scenes and Daniel Radcliffe's performance is probably solid and outside of that, right? He's got a great American accent, to be honest. Yeah, his American <laughs> accent's very good. He's way better at it than most. Um, Honestly, the girl was the more interesting character. Yeah. And you don't get enough of her, in my opinion. So, but I mean, it was okay. It's fast, right? Or you you felt bored at, at, at a certain point, but for me, it was like super frenetic. It was like, okay, so we'll just bypass how how little meat there is here with just editing every two seconds. Yeah. Hey, fair enough, and that, that's that's good that Samara Weaving is crushing it because I really like her and I want her to continue on her journey. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, for it's, sure. It's got a handful of chuckles in it. It's just that by the end, you're just sort of like, huh, all right. One. A uh, new thing for this episode is I've I asked the intern to I we had a cool idea and the intern's a real Oscar nut so I thought it would be fitting for him to take this um, and develop it but what if you were going to hand out a decade Oscar like of all the ten best picture winners it, you know Survivor winners at war is what did this to me <laughs> <clears throat> I was thinking yeah like from the past ten years all the winners. Who would be the best? And I thought that he could choose, and we could tell him that he's wrong. And Go ahead. He, what, uh, he... No, we're doing a diversion. Yeah, you gave it a lot of thought, and then you did a quick poll right before the episode started, and... You completely changed everything. Here we go. Chelsea, <laughs> King's Speech, or The Artist? King's Speech. Oh, wow. Uh, that was a clip. Clip that. Daniel, Argo or 12 Years a Slave? Argo. Oh, wow. <laughs> Argo, fuck yourself. Argo. Amanda, <laughs> Birdman or Spotlight? Spotlight. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. sorry. Lesser of two evils. <laughs> it's, a, it's acceptable. Nathan. Yeah. Um, I know the answer. Moonlight or Shape of Water? Uh, Shape of Water. Okay. And I picked a different one. So that's pretty good, guys. You're you're doing pretty good. But uh, King's Speech and Argo. So... Um, Nathan and Chelsea, you can decide together. Mm-hmm. King's Speech or Argo. For what? Does Which be- one's better? Oh. Like in general? In, Neither of them. In general, I would say they're both rewatchable. I would probably lean Argo. I think Ben Affleck needs the support. Yeah. That's yeah, tough. It's like a couple of strong couple of strong sevens or six point fives. Did you know that Ben Affleck has been nominated for two Academy Awards and has won both times? Reindeer Games and what else? No. <laughs> for uh, writing Goodwill Hunting and for producing yeah. Argo. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh Daniel and Amanda, we have Spotlight and Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Shape of Water, yeah. Shape of Water. Great. Good job. You guys, you came to a unanimous decision here. Paris Black Swan was, was better than all of them. So it was the best film of the decade. It was a great <laughs> little run. Great little run. Uh, I'm you glad can, we all agreed. You can clip all what this a out, great right? Film. It's going to sound funny when I put a different word in your mouth that you already said. Yeah, what did I say? Argo, fuck yourself? I don't know. I have a, I have a choice there. I can just edit whatever you just said previous and put it over top Parasite and you sound like an idiot. Okay. It's true. Did you like, know whatever, anyways. I... This year, Mad Max wins again. <laughs> <I didn't... laughs> 
And uh, best best actor decade Oscar goes to Casey Affleck because he got an Oscar even though he had NDAs at the height of the Me Too movement. Right. That's right. Um, yeah. Of the decade, his was probably the best performance. Great movie to watch at Christmas time. Yep. Yeah. Oh, right, because he he lit the house on fire and killed his, his Family. children. And at, cried about it at for Christmas three time, hours. Yeah. He tried to grab the cop's gun at the cop station to kill himself. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, best actress would be uh, Julianne Moore. Natalie Portman for Black Swan? <laughs> nope. Okay. Julianne Moore for what? I don't know. She doesn't even remember. She doesn't even remember. (laughs) Nope. She wouldn't. (laughs) That was like three years ago. Yeah. That was one of the first episodes. Best director, Mexico. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. That's accurate. Once upon a time in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Just a a tie between Cuaron, uh, Inaritu, and uh, Jesus. I forgot his name. Domhnall Gleeson. (laughs) Del Toro. Jesus. Just Jesus. Del Toro. Yeah. Okay, that's enough, intern. Unless you want to say something else. Are you done talking? Uh, if you were to talk about the written word and Oscar, mm. uh, who do you think of these names would be the most undeserving in a social setting? Because you have Woody Allen, huh. um, Quentin Tarantino. Oof. Him. Oof. Is there anyone uh, with their socks off near him? <laughs> um, Brian Curry and Nick Vallelonga. Oh, Green Book. The uh, the racist Italians. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele. Why would he be inappropriate? He's not. He's just one of the winners. I don't understand it either. And Bong Joon Ho. These are all the screenplay Hmm. original screenplay winners. Oh. It's just rife with people being upset about uh, all of this. Well, no one wants to talk to Quentin ever. Right. If you heard his acceptance speech, you know. Oh, there's Quentin. Quick, make sure the kids have their shoes on. Just hurry up and give it to whatever <laughs> foreign movie you want to give it to, and we'll move on, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Sung Bukok. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bong Joon-ho. There you go. Yeah. There it is. Shocking. Okay, we're moving on, intern. That was a terrible task to give you. Yeah. Um, he didn't even do it. Yeah, I know he didn't. You I didn't do nothing. Yeah. He determined something. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he determined something, yeah. All right. You guys ready for some hype for tonight's mm-hmm. episode? I got to hype you up. Yes. For the trailer. 22 times. Okay. I'm going to hype you up right now. Here we go. Trailer one, we have uh, our headliner tonight, Mulan. All right, Mulan, here we go. Do you know why the Phoenix? 
sits on the right hand of the emperor. She is his guardian, his protector. That she's both beautiful and strong. Your job is to bring honor to the family. Do you think you can do that? Citizens, we are under attack from northern invaders. Their leader calls himself Ori Khan. Fights alongside a witch. No survivors. By edict of his imperial majesty, every family must contribute one man to fight. Have you no son? I am blessed with two daughters. I will fight. This time he will not return. Loyal, brave, and true. It is my duty to protect my family. Ancestors. Please protect her. What is your name? Soldier? Hua Jun, Commander. Son of Hua Zhou. We're going to make men out of every single one of you. Close the gate! The spirit is evident. But something holds you back. When they find out who you are, they will show you no mercy. I'm Hua Mulan. I will bring honor to us all. Nathan, worried or excited? Why do you sound so coy? <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm talking to you. Um. Okay. Look, I've I've failed in the past. Yes. With Disney related live action remakes, I've given in to nostalgia, and I've said excited when I should have said worried. But tonight, I am excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. There's no Mushu. There's no musical compliment to this movie. This is. The first Disney movie live action remake to be PG thirteen, and there's yeah they they've changed a lot. There's no musical songs in it at all. There's no Mushu. There's there's a complete transformation to a completely uh, different telling of the story. So I actually am excited to see them do it differently. That's that's my answer. Okay. <laughs> also, 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 if the Disney princesses had like a fighting tournament. Oh. Mulan would kick every single one of their asses because Mulan is the greatest Disney princess. She's not a princess. I'm excited. That's why she's the best. <laughs> yeah, she's a transsexual. Yeah, sure. <laughs> she did 90% of her own stunts. Oh, the actress? She's, yeah, she's amazing. This whole thing is amazing. $290 million budget, completely revamped, telling of Mulan, I'm excited. Lee Shang's not in it. Hmm. Chelsea, what does that mean to you that Lee Shang is not in? Can you please explain who Lee Shang is? Well, it, okay. Yeah. Everyone here knows because he was 
everyone's crush, I'm pretty sure. He's the heartthrob of Mulan. He's the big round guy, right? <laughs> Is he, Fine. Is he Han? Fine. Han well, what? I Googled, I came to this realization when Nathan showed me the trailer before the episode, and I Googled it and I realized the internet already freaked out about it. And Disney said something about Me Too and how Mulan can't love her boss, and now he's gone. And that's fine, I guess. Oh, he's the short round guy with the handlebar mustache. He's the hot one, Andrew. Yeah, the one who's like, I love you so much. Am I gay? <laughs> <laughs> the one that the one that turned them into men. Yeah. The one that he did. trained them uh, to did be men. He turned them into men. Yeah. He turned Mulan into a man. It's fine. Mulan was my favorite Disney movie of all time. I know everyone freaks out Lion King, Hamlet, blah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Mulan is the best Disney movie. And I had a cassette tape and I would put it in my Walkman and I would scream the lyrics to all the songs. And so I have to be excited because of the history that I have with Mulan mm. and the songs make me emotional mm. this is how Disney gets you mm-hmm. every single time yep. and the Lion King was awful the live action one that Nathan dragged me to it was I agree I concur but there's hope Yeah. there's hope that they're not rehashing the exact same script in the exact same way with the exact same songs done a little bit differently so that when they hit that note that's not exactly how you remember it you're like mm. yeah <laughs> And you know, Morgan Freeman pulls a 180 and says that he hopes at the end of Shawshank. It's important to have hope. Whoa. <laughs> I'm, too drunk. I'm too drunk for this. Oh. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't. Right. I'm excited for right. Mulan. Yeah, let's. And I hope I don't regret it. Now, in intern, it's Disney, right? So intern's going to shit on it. So, you know, I'll leave it up to Texas whether they want him to shit on it before them or after them. <laughs> I'm going to go get wine when intern's talking. So just let me know. Intern, go. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is by far going to be the best Disney remake that's happened since they started doing them. Uh, long before we started talking about them because they did like Cinderella and something else. Snow White. We don't really talk about those films. Um, uh, the Huntsman franchise. <laughs> yeah, that too. Case two. Crushing it. Of course. Uh, this is, it will be good, um, especially in a comparative realm. Saying that. They really should have just done this in Mandarin. Maybe they did. Do you think that they redid this for the China market and they did all the lines in Mandarin? If I could watch this with subtitles, it'd probably be a three. It'd it'd be a three, you know? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to read this movie. They don't have like a Disney version of Mulan, the the animated version that's all in Mandarin. I I assume they'll just watch it with subtitles. Oh, I'm sure that they do. Nice. I'm sure they do. That's a con- that's what we call a contradiction, intern. Um, and it's a false not, one. Not classy at all. False information. Uh, <laughs> I hate Disney with a burning passion. I refuse to be excited, so I'll be marginally worried. Wow. Marginally worried. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> I was that's it's not one of my go to from the animated era, nor I don't think I've been on board with any of these live action ones. What is your favorite out of curiosity um cartoon Disney cartoon? Do you uh, if if you have one? You could say you don't have one. Oh Hamlet or some shit. I probably do. <laughs> Hamlet. What's Hamlet? That's Lion King is a Hamlet ripoff. Oh yeah, I'm sure all the Disney movies are ripoffs of ancient literature. Um yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look at a list. Her- uh, Hercules, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, those are both great. Yeah. 
Uh, Tarzan. Not a big no. fan of Tarzan. No. Uh, hunchback. Aladdin. No <laughs> one likes no. the Hunchback. Intern was trying to sell us on Hunchback earlier. Like, no. Uh, Atlantis. Back, no, yes. I like the sexy squirrels in um, Sword and Stone. Yes, that was one of my first oh. childhood crushes. Was the fat squirrel from uh, <laughs> uh, Sword and Stone? Wow, the Little Mermaid. Were you jerking? Little off Mermaid that? might be my favorite, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. saw that in the theaters as a child. Um, yeah, had a big crush on Ursula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fine, fine, Daniel, fine. <laughs> also, the the you know the lady fox from uh, Robin Hood. Bushy tail. Yeah, yeah. I'm realizing now just how many of these animated females <laughs> I've been into. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just worried. I, I like to watch Asian films for for incredible brutal violence, and I doubt that Mulan's going to have any of that in there. So then I don't know what what's left for me other than some probably some crying and like a big battle scene or something. I don't right. know, Amanda. Well, uh, considering that I cried at the trailer. I think I'm excited. <laughs> Mulan uh, hits me right in the feels every time. I can't, I cannot listen to the songs without crying in my car. And I do it probably every six months. So, But they won't be in there. <laughs> That's okay. I still get the swell of, of excitement. And yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad they've got this witch character. I'm really into that. Um, and I also like that she's going to start off like not being like a, a person that doesn't know how to do anything. Like she is in the animated version, you know? Like she's going to be able to sort of pass off as being a guy because she kind of knows her way around a sword. Uh, I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. The only thing I was somewhat worried about is the um, color of the costume seems a little bit bright to me. It's Disney. They could have toned down the color of the costumes if they're going for the gritty, dark Mulan feel. PG-13. She's also not androgynous enough. No, she looks like When she was like, I'm my father's son, I was just like, get out of here. (laughs) You're a fucking woman. She's like the girl from She's All That, who's uh, just as hot when she's ugly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, They're like, we took this hot girl and cut her hair off. Everyone's like, ooh, boy. (laughs) You know what? Oh, She's the Man is one of my favorite movies of all time, so... I'm into this. Yeah. <laughs> I've given it some more thought as well, and I think that Mulan could take two at a time for Weeps? the other Disney princesses. Wieners. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Not wieners. Like, why too long and you came in? <laughs> my own? Maybe she could. Maybe she could. I don't know. Um, but a True warrior. I don't think that that's classy. What I think is that she could take down two Disney princesses at the same time. It would be each fight in the in the fighting tournament would be Mulan versus like, you know, Cinderella and Snow White. Just wipe the floor with both of them at the same time. You <laughs> well, know. what about next Lady up, from Lady and the Tramp? Next up, Lady, Lady from Lady and the Tramp and Meg from Hercules. Done. Both of them hitting backs hard against the canvas. I do like Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Nala. Nala might have a shot at uh, grabbing hold of her ankle or something. <clears throat> All right, trailer number two uh, tonight um, is disturbing for several different reasons. It could be a fulcrum, but it's not, and it's disturbing, and it's called Swallow. Swallow. Here we go. Do I make you happy? I'm the happiest man in the whole world. I feel so lucky. 
You're not mad at me? Mom, we're pregnant. About what? I just want to make sure I'm not doing anything wrong. You couldn't do anything wrong, even if you tried. So what did you do for money before you met my son? Retail, mostly. A lucky break. I'm just real grateful. Fake it till you make it. Are you happy? Or are you pretending to be happy? it make you feel when you swallow something? I just like the textures in my mouth. It made me feel in control. In control. Uh, I'm right here. I just wanted to make you happy. You get back here with my kid! I did something unexpected today. Chelsea, worried or excited? Fuck this movie. No. No. <laughs> Nobody asked for this. Nobody wants it. It's very upsetting. The human body is a disgusting place. I don't want to see this chick swallow anything unless it's fucking serious. What do you mean by serious? Like big. Like a golf ball. That that shit at the end was pretty serious with that big long needle. That nail? Whatever the fuck that was, that was very serious. That upset me. It's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I'm worried. <laughs> and don't go throwing David Fincher's name in there in the... Hmm word vomit and expect me to swoon i'm not i'm worried yeah for the vibe of that trailer would have seemed more appropriate if they were like they said david lynch yeah yeah that is uh that does seem more accurate daniel continue with that thought process um yeah i'm gonna go the trailer is creepy still got a creepy vibe you don't know how much the main actress there or her character is is faking after she talks with the mother of you know her mother-in-law you get the vibe that she's like had a lucky break in life. She's come from less money into lots of money. How much of that situation is she manipulating or trying to control or how fucking crazy is she really? Especially after she starts swallowing things like tax. Um, if this could be a great body horror, so I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and go excited on this one. I am concerned. It's 50-50 with female directors making a debut. Half the time, it's like, holy fuck, you revolutionized the market. The other half of the time is, oh, you went on a big dreamy fucking jerk off for two and a half hours. I hope it's not the latter. I hope it's the former. So I'm going to give it an excited. Amanda? I, it stressed me out. It stressed me out so much. And I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see it and I want to see her be fucking off as well. Like, I, yeah, it's going to, my anxiety is going to be through the roof. And 
I want it. I'm excited. <laughs> Intern, I'm going last on this. I uh, I don't really want to watch this. Made you uncomfortable? Yep. Uh, Do you have any words to describe how it made you feel? <laughs> 90 seconds of silence and then worried. <laughs> not, no, no. About. Okay. All right. So... The last time that I felt uncomfortable like this was when they peeled the skin off of a person on film. Martyrs? Yeah, the original. Black Swan? Martyrs. <clears throat> and uh, I have the same feeling with this as I did with that. And I don't want to watch it. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> what a ride. Ah. Okay. Critique is so limiting and emotionally draining. <laughs> I always wanted to do something long form. Beyond opinion, dip my toe into an exploration of origin and essence, a metamorphosis of spirit into reality. I've, I've, I've never had the vehicle until now. So limiting. Um, so swallowing is a concern for me. I'm going to actually give you some truth right now on this podcast. Um, I always have, when I go to a restaurant or something, I have like a backup glass of water with my soda or whatever. Because sometimes I struggle with swallowing things and I feel like it gets caught in my throat and then I have to take another big gulp of something and swallow it down. And if I don't have enough liquid available to me for that to service itself, then I get a little bit anxious in restaurants and public areas. And this is an actual uh, thing that I'm expressing tonight. So when I looked up all the different psychosis that this movie is presenting, I actually found out that I might have some kind of condition (laughs) that should maybe be looked at by a doctor. Said everyone who ever looked up any symptoms on the internet. But it said exactly what I go through. Like, that's the exact thing they said. Like, in in midlife, your esophageal muscles uh, could start to weaken, and this could be some of the symptoms, and then you should go, you know, see a doctor. So, um, yeah, this is, like, incredibly frightening for me, all this Mm -hmm. shit. And then I I look up on the internet, and I see um, that there's a... Okay, this is called PICA, the consumption of substances with no significant nutritional value. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of different uh, sub-genres of this. or Burnt sub- matches is one? Subtypes. There's names for all of this. There's people that eat feces, and it's called coprophagia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can happen when you subconsciously know that you're lacking in some sort of chemical or mineral, and then your body will start to demand or obsess over eating something that actually contains that chemical, and you have no mm-hmm. idea why. You're just doing it because you're doing it, but your body's actually doing it for a reason. It's kind of interesting, the pika. Yeah. Yeah, and also the hematophobia or hemotophagia is also interesting, which is blood, which is vampirism. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of different stuff. You can look it up yourselves if so you want. So she's got the sharp objects one? Is that I think, what's I think going she on? has acuphagia, which is sharp objects. I think that's what's going on in this movie. But they're trying to be as ridiculous as possible with the sharp objects. I'm terrified to watch this movie, but I'm excited. Okay. <sighs> that's over. That was stressful. That was very stressful. Trailer number three tonight, The Fulcrum, uh, comes to us. uh, Well, I think it's produced by Del Toro, but it's directed by a gentleman named Scott Cooper, and it is called Antlers. Antlers. Here we go. What is storytelling? 
storytelling started with our indigenous people. Can anyone give me an example of a myth or a story they're afraid of? Lucas. What's going on? We found a part of a man in the woods today. Part of the man? I guess the other half was found in the mine. All this has got to be an animal, right? No animal I've ever seen. Something is going on with Lucas. These drawings belong to a student of mine. This is what was in the mine. It's a diabolical spirit. Excuse me, this is a myth. For you, yeah. He's not your responsibility. He has no one on it. He is my responsibility. He'll come for me. He needs me. He's here. All right, Daniel. Are you worried or excited about antlers? This is I'm actually aware of this film and have been for a little while. I think I saw a different version of the trailer uh, maybe a month or so ago. Um, I'm ready. What there is a lot of that they try to make in like the horror genre, which you'll find a lot of schlock and garbage, uh, but very rarely anything of quality is the creature feature subgenre of horror. And that's sort of del Toro's like niche. And so to see him involved with this creature feature gives it a lot of merit, even if he's just sort of... uh, overseeing things and not and not directly directing them uh the vibe of the trailer is pretty cool you've got a slow sort of creepy vibe to it felicity's in there um she's kind of a good sort of pick i like when you get actors that were big in their youth or were bigger from an earlier era that show up later in horror films i don't know why i like that vibe but i always do even if i don't like the actor or actress especially themselves um and there's there's a lot of like lore and history around stags and like fucked up underground deer, I don't, I don't know why, but there just is, and so there's a lot of material that they can probably go for, go off of from this. And I don't know, this is a tough one. I, I'm, I'm excited because there's, there's more going on in this film than this trailer lets on. But is the potential for failure there? Yeah, it is. But I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it an excited because I want this to be a good creature feature. I want this to be a modern creature feature, and I hope that it is. So I'm gonna go excited, cross my fingers, hope for the best. This could be super cool and maybe even really creepy and violent. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to hope for that. Excited. One hour and 39 minutes. Director Scott Cooper is not a horror director, but he is competent. He did uh, Crazy Heart, Hostiles, Black Mass. They weren't bad movies. So he's competent. And with Del Toro behind him, who knows? 
Intern, what do you think? I was honestly thinking that this was going to be like a serious version of Colossal. Uh, like this kid is just controlling the the monster oh. from far away. Right. And like it starts doing whatever he's doing and then he kills a bunch of people. Uh, but then he's in the room with them and that's clearly not the case. And then I thought, you know, there's a couple of uh, really great TV actors in this film that stars a child. <sighs> just must be grating on you. Just, I only have doubts and worries with this setup. Del Toro should just have continued directing instead of putting his name on everything and trying to get everyone to make their own thing. He needs to focus on himself and make good things directing them because I'm sure that this will have been much better if he directed it. And uh, those three movies that you said were competent are all forgettable. <clears throat> I said competent, like he's yes. a competent director and with the support of Del Toro, who knows? It's true. So I'm the most obviously you one. have a thumb up your ass about Mexico. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> unless yeah. they're, unless they're Mexican or Korean, fuck them. Is that what we're at now? <laughs> Huh? Yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah. Four films only. Oh, it's uh, a white director? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see The Ritual? In no. There? No. Similar similar vibe. Hmm. Actually, similar, similar movie in general. See, unlike uh, Swallow, which mm-hmm. I don't want to watch because it makes me uncomfortable, I just don't want to watch this. Real, real classy intern. Amanda, can you freshen this up with some classiness, please? Sure. I'm excited to see this. I hope it doesn't disappoint me like every other, I don't know, higher brow looking uh, horror movie that we come across lately. Um, I don't know. I just want my husband to be happy, worried, (laughs) excited. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I will take the mantle and I want to bring up something. This is the Wendigo again. What is a Wendigo? Pet Cemetery uh, insinuated Wendigo. This is... Putting the Wendigo on full display. It's like a were deer. Yeah. Yeah. It is a it's it's a rich myth of folklore, Chelsea. Canadian folklore. I understand. <laughs> Thank you. I'm surprised that mainstream horror hasn't focused in on the Wendigo more as a creature feature before this. And I have a theory, and Chelsea alluded to it. There's a reason why the Wendigo hasn't featured prominently in the horror genre. And that's because they are discriminating against Canada. Racists. Half of all horror films are made from like Canadian. This is a Canadian creature. Yeah. This is a specifically a Canadian creature. There's a few small areas of northern United States. Yeah, it's a northern creature. But let's yeah, be honest. Cold. Now, Daniel, Daniel, <laughs> let's be honest. Any Wendigo activity in the northern United States, clearly seasonal migration. <laughs> It's probably even more like a a First Nations people thing than it is. Whoa, whoa. We are all one nation. We are all one people. Yeah, but they're first, though. Clearly. Just like ours are native, you know, like they're first. Clearly seasonal migration when the U.S. is involved. Clearly a Canadian creature. So I think there's some discrimination going on here. I'm excited. I'm very excited to see a Canadian creature uh, finally get its due, its spotlight. I also want to point out that um, Jesse Plemons, the actor there, who's the cop, he has a partner. That partner is played by Rory Cochran, who is Slater from Dazed and Confused and Lucas from Empire Records. Oh, yeah. 
because he's from Breaking Bad too. That cop, right? Jesse Plemons is, yeah, yeah, uh, and Grey's Anatomy. But Anyways. specifically, his partner, played by Rory Cochran. Just a gambling question: How far does Rory Cochran make it? Does he make it past the fifty-five minute mark of this movie before he gets killed by the <laughs> Wendigo? Oh, probably not. What's the over under here? Well, I'm gonna say you're probably yeah you're, you're probably ten over. Actually. Yeah, it's under that. You think it's under that? I'm I'm thinking about setup. I'm thinking they're setting it up, the partner, and then it gets really serious at some point. It's one hour and thirty nine minutes long. I'm thinking fifty five minute mark is a good gambling over under for Rory. That's that's when he goes out, but he's only in the the film for two minutes of screen time. Oh yeah. yeah. You're well, you're both. I think we can meet in the middle somewhere. I think you're both touching on it. Yes, I think it probably happens somewhere in between the 35 and the 55 minute mark. Uh, so you're going under. Daniel's going under. He's 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 gonna have less screen time than others, but his death will be more like elongated. Like it won't be one of those like off screen like cold opener deaths. He'll get like a true like goring like. <laughs> nice. Yeah. To summarize, I'm excited about Canada's creature. Uh, Chelsea, are you with me on this? I'm gonna watch this only because i have this weird thing when i watch creature trailers and they show you glimpses of the creature i just need to see what the creature looks like so as soon as they show me that creature i'm out but for now i'm in and i'm excited and nathan did, did you totally overlook zombievers i mean that's a canadian animal right there beavers are a national treasure thank and you it has your favorite comedian in it Thank you, Chelsea. And yes, I have watched the clip with Bill Burr in it <laughs> from Zombie Beavers. Um, but I will say that beavers are not a, a folklore myth creature. Well, zombie beavers are, yeah. Beaver. <laughs> I didn't need to buzz this again. Okay, that's that. Um, the fourth trailer tonight in, in the totter position uh, stars Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots. So we got a guaranteed excited from intern due to the poots involvement. Mm. Uh, this is called Vivarium. Title two. Vivarium. <laughs> that was less focusing on that word, more just trying to think. Have they all been single word titles? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. <laughs> right. Vivarium. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to Yonder. A wonderful development. It has all you'd need and all you'd want. Number nine. Number nine is not a starter home. This house is forever. Play for a boy. Do you have children? No. It's not exactly what we're looking for. That guy was so strange. Yeah. Wait. No, no, I don't think this is the right way. Yeah, this is the way we came in. Number nine again. Did we just do some kind of loop? How if we just... Want me to drive? Such a joke. Because I think this is not possible. We can't make turns like this over and over. We have gone this way, Tom. Oh, my God. Hello? 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 What's happening? 
they let us go. What if they don't come? What least ways to do? Should we just sit here and wait to die? This movie seems like a really good idea, and I'm worried. <laughs> this movie, it's gonna take. I'm gonna. I can guarantee you right now, this movie's gonna take forever. It is gonna feel like that trailer felt, which is forever. And um, do you want some runtime and a definition of the word vivarium? I mean, if you want to give it to me, one hour and thirty-seven minutes. Vivarium means an enclosure, container, or structure adapted or prepared for keeping animals under semi-natural conditions for observation or study as pets, an aquarium, or terrarium. Yeah, terrarium is the, the word I'm more familiar with. Doesn't change my position. <laughs> oh, so that's it, just a worried... Amanda, will it contain a chokehold of suspense <laughs> from end to end? That pissed me off, too. Why are you telling me your fucking Rotten Tomatoes score as though I care? <laughs> and also, 89 is not that good relative to what other movies seem to get these days. <laughs> yeah, Rotten Tomatoes used to fuck right off with their as brand of, on DVD cases, everything. Yeah. As of twelve ten, this is the first time we've seen it used as a, a marketing ploy in a trailer. Oh, and it tries to ramp itself up also, which makes it even more annoying. It starts at zero, a zero Rotten Tomatoes rating, and then it gets to 80, whatever. And your, your analysis, Amanda, really threw me off. As of, <laughs> as of, it was 89%. As yeah. of 12-10-2019. As of May, or sorry, March. Sorry, no. As of today. <laughs> hey, guys, it's February what? It's February 29th. This day doesn't even exist. Okay. Fake oh, day. Wow. Fake day. February 29th, 2020. It is now 85%. A total count of, of reviews of 26. <laughs> That's fucked. Jesus. That's How is that allowed to be on that? <laughs> actual trailer <laughs> one critic saw it give it eight nine percent and you do you do make a good point amanda yes this movie could definitely like with its 97 minute runtime could take 65 minutes to fucking get started <laughs> but oh man no 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 no, no. chokehold of suspense uh, from end to end this kid's gonna grow up they are they are that that did actually pull me in a little bit harder once they got a kid i was like okay so now they're stuck in here for a real fucking long time they're gonna be losing their minds i think the question the question we need Where's to all the food come from ask ourselves well they showed it showing up in pa- i think it just shows up in freeze-dried pa- packages but the question we all need to ask ourselves is is this synecdoche new york no <laughs> do you I even watch that, that you just wanted to say synecdoche yeah, that uh, Synecdoche is very 
super like highbrow. I don't I don't Very get classy. that vibe. I don't get that vibe from from this. This may be more like a partially failed like commentary on suburban package delivery reclusive life that we've all come to find ourselves in. I'm hoping that it's more of a thriller, weird ass thing than it is a lecture. So I'm gonna give it like a, a concerned excited. <laughs> that that kid uh it said like day one hundred and sixty seven. Um, which would make him probably less than two feet tall. That's true. But he seemed much he taller like, than that. that by, after 150 days that he's already like eight years old. Yeah, that's that, what I got out of that. That's an interesting takeaway if that's if your observation is accurate. Yeah. Can I tell you the name of the director? Okay. No. Lorcan Finnegan. Oh, well, intern should like him just immediately for his name. <laughs> Instantly. It's the only white name I like. <laughs> Like Lorkin Finnegan, Oscar, please. Yeah. <laughs> that that fits right in there with Lonergan. Here's yeah. here's my question: Why is it rated R? Oh, Nothing about the gonna... trailer. Swearing. Swearing. They're going Nudity? to destroy that kid. They're going to kill all their neighbors. There is no neighbors. Okay, <laughs> I'm kind of in the market for like a campy indie sci-fi, low budget, something or other, like. Like a primer or the one I love or something like that. Yeah. And I don't think this is it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to just get my worried out of the way. Concerned worried? I want I want it. I want... It to be cool. It to be good. But I don't think it's going to be. Let me know. Let me know, folks. <laughs> You're not going <laughs> to We're All excited. Right. Yeah. All right. Before intern so, goes, I'm going to... I'm going to lay down my uh, position on this. I am worried. And I'm going to tell you why. This is the kind of movie that I could see myself like getting into a social media argument with some um, cinephile, overeducated douchebag who like <laughs> wants to show me or explain to me all the references that are being made in, in it to some sort of theory or some sort of important thought problem of some kind. And it just isn't that entertaining. And um, it's like, yeah, I got into a fight with some guy on in the internet about the Watchmen TV show. And he was like, oh, it's like a perfect representation of blah, 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 and blah, 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 and Nietzsche, and Hitler, and blah, and Nazis. And I'm like, okay, you know what? It just wasn't that good, you know? It wasn't that entertaining. Oh, look, it wasn't renewed. Fuck you. Worried. <laughs> Seems pretentious. Whoa. I, it, uh, no, I'm going to, this is the kind of movie that I'm going to hold to the quoting persuasion task. Chokehold of suspense, it better fucking be. Because if it's not, I'm out. Worried. <sighs> so there's a couple of guys that made a whole bunch of money and they pretty much just do their passion projects now, being Daniel Radcliffe and that other one, Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Hello. Um, I, Hello. I don't care. I don't care about the booth. Jesse Eisenberg. Um, is that where you're, where you're going? Now, where I'm going is these other guys keep making these films that. Movies. Have so much promise, but don't deliver. But Eisenberg seems to be delivering. We asked you on these to say passion movies. projects. What's intern, that? intern, we asked you to say movies and not films because films are pretentious and movies I, are, movies are classy. I and I and I I argue that you're wrong. I think Eisenberg delivers slash fails as frequently. just all the time. Also, mm -hmm. as frequently yeah. as Radcliffe and Wood. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's probably true. It doesn't matter. This. <laughs> Eisenberg Real. is always also he is always Eisenberg. Yeah, you can't change a great thing, you know. He he drank Red Bull. Just keep 
Keep and, doing and it. And snorted coke for social network, and that was the only difference. And it it looked like he's the same as in everything else. Yeah. So slightly less pervy Woody Allen. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe he could do a Woody Allen, um, <laughs> like play Woody Allen. Yeah, uh, when he's fifty. Yeah. For uh, <laughs> the story of Woody Allen or whatever. Absolutely. Um, this looks fantastic. I don't know why everyone's up. This is like the first film of uh, the greatest episode ever that I'm actually excited about and want to watch. Well, intern, you know what? I've heard that... Uh... Critique is so limiting and emotionally draining. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to uh, buy an aquarium and watch this inside the aquarium in my own little what? vivarium. Oh. I'm going to film it and uh, we're going to... We're gonna play play this with me watching it inside of an aquarium. Yeah, and I will maintain that aquarium or that terrarium. Uh, yes, the intern will be naked inside, but forced to move like a like 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 a chameleon, where they have to like you know pinch your grip like a long branch. I'll only be able to move by doing uh, cock push-ups. What? <laughs> what? You have to do like that like chameleon walk where you like kind of like rock back and forth a little bit before Jesus you move Christ. your leg forward, so you look like a leaf. That's how I get out of a chair yeah. in general, anyway. A cock, a cock push-up would be this really slow and painful. Extremely painful. Like yeah. stubbing your toe times a million. Jesus Christ. That is not classy. Again. <laughs> Again. And in, in, Amanda, can you please talk to him? Well, I've been wondering, like, when you put your wiener in the uke, is it, like, do you put it, like, <laughs> So you got to take the strings. your strings and pull them apart. <laughs> yeah, you got to spread them apart. Yeah, and so then there's you like stick a... it in, and then... You just let go so they smack in there. So there's and a massive away. There's a masochism aspect to it. Yeah. Do you play the strings while your wiener's in Yes, there? you don't actually like penetrate no, back and forth. That's you, impossible. You, you get it in there and then you play songs. On the top and bottom string only? Yeah, so that it vibrates and then, you know, of course, then your climax solo. <sighs> in, in turn, I will say... <laughs> No. Your, your, opinion, your opinions tonight have thrown me for a loop. I've st- started thinking you're going one direction, and I, then you have surprised me, I think, every trailer. I mm-hmm. thought I was going to be alone on that. <laughs> All right. Yep. <clears throat> Let's get to the uh, emotionally important trailer of the night. Five hole. I'm just going to leave gonna for this flacked. one. The five hole uh, tonight stars Ben Affleck as himself in The Way Back. Way back. Here we go. What's going on with you? What's new? Not much. I hate the idea of you down there by yourself all the time. Just drinking. I'm fine. I appreciate it. But it's I'm fine. Ever since I heard the howling wind. I suppose you're wondering why I called you over here. I didn't need to go where a Bible went. Our basketball coach had a heart attack the other night. We need a new coach, Jack. And you know your gifts seem heaven sent. Is the team any good? No. The last time they made the playoffs, back when you were playing. Let's go, line up. You're Marcus, right? That's right. How many threes did Marcus make last year? A percentage of 26. Yeah. Want to know why they're leaving you open? It's because they don't think you could hit the ocean from the beach. <laughs> Yo, he just spit backs at your ass, bruh. <laughs> I don't know how you 
So how are you liking coaching so far? Great. Just getting used to the players. What players? Heard you're coaching basketball. Yeah, keeps me busy, keeps my mind off other things, you know. Once you settle down, baby, you love is I spent a lot of time hurting myself. I made a lot of bad decisions. I had a lot of regrets. Games on the line, I want you taking that shot. Why is that so hard for you to believe? What? That you're the best player on the team. suffering. I just want you to be happy again, but you gotta want it too. Keep pressing, trapping, taking charges. You guys earned this tonight. Intern, worried or excited? Uh, this once again proves Affleck greater than Damon, <laughs> even when he's in what looks to be like one of the worst films of the year, still better than what Damon puts out. You know, it's just so tough. I feel it's a like rough life. I feel like at one point you would sound like incredibly out of place, but I, but maybe they've like kind of caught up to each other. <laughs> No, no, not even close. Although I have seen, I think something uh, the Great Wall like six times now. Well, that's because your dad likes it. it just on on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I think something's missing from this. Um, just one second. Hey. <laughs> okay, continue. Sorry, intern. I was gonna say that uh, the best part about this whole uh, trailer was the song on there. I was getting ready to. Uh, sing along with a little tear in my eye um this is the most worried i've been <laughs> so far tonight in a pretty worried evening <laughs> and i think i'm just gonna drink myself to sleep tonight trying mm. to forget that this trailer happened well, i think i think i need to step in because i need to explain why this trailer is on the lineup <clears throat> the reason why is because oh. i'm sorry amanda because nothing's coming out. <laughs> no, there were other options. Um, but yeah, sure, that's a part of it. The main reason is because Trailer Park Podcast has a history with Ben Affleck. Uh, we used to do sad Ben Affleck updates. Dude, I was just, that was part of my review for this. Is that this looks like <laughs> that meme brought to life. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, you know, that's a big reason why this is here is because, and all joking aside, the amount of ribbing and uh, punches to the gut that we've given Ben Affleck over the years is is um, is is funny on one level, but at the same time, I just want to say that this is, and a lot of the comments that I've seen about you know people watching this trailer and stuff are very similar, very in line. People who have dealt with alcoholism are automatically jumping to the fact that Ben Affleck has gone through what this character appears to be going through—a divorce. <sighs> A divorce and alcoholism and all of that, right? So, and there was one comment on YouTube where the guy said, that line rings so true with people who have been through this, which is that I've made a lot of bad decisions. I've been, I've treated myself very poorly and I have a lot of regrets. And that's something that really punches 
people in the gut who have been through that. And I find, regardless of the context, regardless of the material of the movie, it's about basketball, high school basketball, you could really take it or leave it. I'm sure many people will just shut right off at the content of the movie. But I'm a big fan of when actors use their film uh, and their careers as an opportunity for on-screen the, therapy. The, the movie and their careers. Oh, sorry. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> that was totally not classy. I apologize to everyone. Um, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like when they use the film or sorry, fuck. When they use the movie as an opportunity <laughs> to, to like therapeutically resolve that within themselves and there's a chance, there's an opportunity here for Ben Affleck to just rock this role with emotion and presence that he wouldn't have normally in other roles. So I'm just, I'm excited to see how much he can crush this role because it's so driven from a place of of uh, <clears throat> of familiarity. Is that a worried or excited? That's excited. I'm excited about specifically what he's going to do with this performance. And that's where I'm leaving it. I will not be watching this movie worried. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That, that's, that, that's good, Amanda. Thanks. Thanks for that. Best critique so far. We're saying that, that Ben Affleck has gone through this. Are we sure that he's through it? <laughs> he's just like, sweet, I can method act this one. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just a second. Let's see here. There you go. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it also just really bothers me when an alcoholic is like bad at being an alcoholic which is most of them but like i i really love like a functioning alcoholic i think that that's amazing and so when people are weak at it i'm like oh god get yourself together why can't you drink like a normal person <laughs> and then <laughs> also i've already seen this movie and not just because it's a sports movie We've seen this movie with Sam Rockwell in the winning season. Great movie. And which is so this is a lesser version of that. And then my little brain was like, and then Sam Rockwell was in a movie called The Way Way Back. So Ben Affleck is just trying to steal my man's filmography. And there is a The Way Back with Ed Harris and uh, that useless actor from uh, 21, Jim something. Anyway. They traversed like a thousand miles from a Russian Siberian gulag. It's really boring. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's fair. All of that is fair. All of these yeah. responses are fair. Um, I saw one comment on YouTube that was pretty funny. That it was like, this is what happened to Ben Affleck's character after Will Hunting left. Right. <laughs> you just like... Re- crop in the in the trailers that when you're trying looks at a photo of his like wife and kids is a picture of matt damon <laughs> uh, i made some poor decisions in my life just forlorn look at matt damon um yeah i'm i'm worried about this but not <laughs> not a, I'm, I'm not gonna go as hard on it as maybe you would expect me to i actually chuckled a little bit watching ben affleck get like thrown down the stairs because it looks like he drunkenly throws himself down the stairs and he like all the way out to the street i was like damn that is a tumble um it's it's really just like it's the backbone being a, a traditional sports movie hidden underneath all this alcoholism is going to be the like no you can do it and even though you guys lost this game you all have grown so much and it's that shit i can do that for certain stuff but not for basketball basketball is way low on my like sports appreciation list and so it's a it's a no-go this it's this a- this piece of shit 
thinks that I'm a great player. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this drunk <laughs> likes me. Great. He's like giving the huddle talks, and they're all like, "Jesus, it's just like sour, burning alcohol breath." He's like sweating profusely. Like, you guys can do this. We're down twenty five points, coach. <laughs> so everybody's worried about Ben. Yeah. I don't yeah. think so. This is a real shit show. I might return to it. <laughs> well, I'm in your corner, Ben. <laughs> That's about it. And that. Oh wow. I didn't change the volume of my clips. There we go. There we go. And that is that, ladies and gentlemen. I think we should all give ourselves a round of applause. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome out there for being a property five-hold. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you for joining us. And next time, uh, we'll be sure to... Uh, hype you up for what could be one of the greatest lineups that we had ever had. I I have heard through the grapevine that James Bond will be headlining and that uh, Saw will be making a return to the Fulcrum. Nathan, don't undersell it. Not could be. Uh, Will be. Those are some strong pillars. Hopefully there's no uh, drunken Ben Affleck in the lineup to bring everybody down. Okay. I'll take drunken Ben Affleck. (laughs) That being said, we'll go out on a few funny clips. Since this show was the only thing I had going for me in my life, mm-hmm. I have decided to kill myself. <laughs> Wild anal. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs>